Hey, bunch of besties. Welcome back to Bunch of Beauties. My name is Sam Prevo, and as always, I'm joined by... Jennifer Molia. I am frantically looking for places to put stickers because my RA just had a Black History Month event, and we got some cute little stickers, but unfortunately, I am always getting cute little stickers, and now I have nowhere to put them. So we're on the hunt right now. Other than that, I got my mac and cheese. I got my bunch of besties. It's uh, it's a Thursday. Ready to roll. Ready to rock it. And I am Ariel Melendez. I took a nice little hour nap that we are still waking up from at this current moment. We got the blues game in the background. But of course, the second I put it on was the intermission. And we all take a moment to be happy and thankful um, that we are not um, Jerry Mayhew, if you don't know who that is. Fair. Um, man had to get six stitches outside his eye, and I Ooh. learned that you can get stitches in your eye. Terrifying and scary. Um, the look of horror on my face right now. Um, yeah, I, that's a fun fact to know. You can get stitches in your eyes. So let's well, hope nobody has to go through Here's that. a fun fact about me. I don't know if you ladies know this. I've cut my right eyeball twice. Ouch. Ow. <gasps> um, I'm in pain I didn't get, just thinking of that. I didn't get stitches in my eyes. Uh, but story time. Um, when I was like eight years old, I went to... So like when I was in elementary school, I wouldn't go to like sleepaway camp, but I would go to day camp in the summer. Mm. Uh the local artist alliance in my uh like in my town uh always had a day camp in the summer and like we did we mostly did art stuff but it was and but we played sports and like you know typical day camp stuff mm-hmm. and so uh one summer that i went to this camp i was showing my friend something that i made like a pic like a giant drawing that i did and i was holding up the paper and the oscillating fan came by and like blew the paper across my face. Dude. And it and I so I got a paper I literally got a paper cut on my eyeball. And they didn't send me home, so I spent like the whole day like squinting in my one eye cuz I like couldn't open it. Oh my god. And ow. then my when, when when my mom picked me up, I told her what happened and she's like, "What the hell? Like why didn't they call me?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And so they took me to the eye doctor. And found out that I got a paper cut on my eye. And then a couple years later, I was like 10, 11. And I was in gym class and we were outside. And you know, like those resistance bands with the plastic handles? Yeah. I put the handle on my foot and I pulled the band. Uh Uh-oh. And it came back and smacked me in the face. Uh-oh. And my first reaction was because my nose was bleeding. Mm-hmm. I started like screaming at the top of my lungs because my, my my nose was gushing blood. As one does. Of course. Um, and so then I couldn't go. I wasn't allowed to go on the bus home. I had to sit in the nurse's office and wait for my mom to come get me. And she was she was a teacher, so like I it would have taken me less time if I just took the bus and went home <laughs> than sitting in the nurse's office waiting for my mom to come get me. Um <laughs> but she she came to get me. And I was all cleaned up and everything. And then I like was still kind of having like an issue with my eye. So we went to the eye doctor again for an eye emergency. And it turned out that the handle scratched my eye when it smacked Yum. me in the face. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I but never it never affected my vision. And uh, 
yeah, that's my little, that's my fun fact about me. So I never needed stitches, but I do know what it's like to scratch your eye and it's not pleasant. Yeah. Ow. <laughs> ouchie. Didn't like. Yeah, no, it wasn't fun. Bottom but line, it's not pleasant. I'm sure the stitches in your eye, though, are dissolvable, <laughs> I would think. I would imagine because yeah. otherwise I don't know how, but I also don't want to know how. That's what happened like when they stitched me up from my wisdom teeth. I remember they didn't tell me at first that they were dissolvable. And I was like, oh, my God, am I going to have to go back and they're going to rip these out? And they were like, nah, fam, they just disappear. And I was like, sick. But <laughs> like, that, nah, wasn't even, like, to that wasn't even the worst part of my wisdom teeth. I'm stupid. So, like, when I got my wisdom teeth out, they were like, yeah, like, eat as soon as you can when you get back home because, like, they want you to get food in your system. But unfortunately, I thought that meant even if the numbness hasn't worn off, just go shove food in your mouth. So my mouth was still completely numb and I started eating applesauce, but naturally I couldn't feel what my mouth was doing. So I was, like, chomp, 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 chomping on applesauce and I literally, like, bit the inside of my mouth up so bad that I was just like crying and screaming like I've never given birth but I feel like my little cheek pain is definitely worse than that um, dude no like we're all we're all girlies here we know how much period cramps hurt my little cheek hurts so much worse than period I was literally I was just laying on the couch like crying a couple of days ago it was just yeah. it was just not good. So shout out to Zolvable Stitches. Um, when I got hit God. in the head with the hockey puck in t- almost two years ago now. Oh my uh, god, anniversary. Like eleven days from now. It'll be two years ago. Um, I got hit in the head with a ho- for those who don't know my my story, even though I've told like everyone I know this because it was freaking hilarious. It's such a good story. I got, I got hit in the head with a hockey puck at a hurricanes game. And during warmups, and I needed three staples in my head. I stayed for the whole game, though, because I wasn't bleeding, and I had six hours to go to, to a hospital. And guess what? A hockey game's three. And the hospital is, like, ten minutes, not even, from PNC Arena. So it was all good. Um, I also had to wait for my dad to send me a picture of my insurance card. So, so you know. true. But, uh, real. so, <laughs> the, two, the two things about this that I, because, like, about, like, getting stuff taken out, so... I had to get staples put in. They didn't want to do stitches because then they would have had to shave my head, which was a no-go. My hair was done like, nice for my trip. So they just stapled it. So what they did was they numbed my head and then they, they, I kid you not, they brought out like a literal fucking industrial stapler. Help. And just went like, like into my head three times. And then, then like a week later, I had to go to my doctor and get the staples taken out. And she literally walks in the room with like a staple remover, like an office supply, like staple remover and just no. staple and just took them out of no. my head. No, no, thank you. Crying tears right now. I didn't feel it when literally. it came out because I had like a scab and everything and it was all healed up. So like they came oh out God, no problem. No. And then I asked her to take a picture and show it to me. But uh, yeah, so that was that True was life. that whole story like that was like because the the canes people so like they take they uh, for people who have been injured at a, at a sporting event before probably know what i'm talking about but they like wheelchaired me up to uh like a little clinic that they have inside the arena i walk by it all the time now and i'm like that's where they like made sure i stopped bleeding when i cu- got a hole in my head um 
but they basically just like put gauze on it and made sure it stopped bleeding. They took pictures. They had me sign a waiver saying that like I wouldn't sue them. <laughs> and then they were and then they were like, listen, like we because this is the thing also with EMTs, you're not allowed to give like final care mm. or whatever. You're not allowed to like formally like diagnose someone and like give them like fight like st- stitches or like yeah. final care or whatever. So they said to me, they were like, well, we can't definitively tell you if you need stitches or not. You probably need stitches, but we can't tell you whether or not you need stitches. So you should go to a hospital. And this was my only game in Carolina for that year. Oh, God. So I was so I was like and like the first period hadn't even started yet. Like I'm waiting for my Brady Shea custom jersey to be ready at the eye. Like I have things I have to do. So I'm like, you're like, "Mm." so I'm like, okay, well, like, how long do I have to do that? Like, can I wait? To go to the hospital. Like, like, actually, though, I've got better things to do. Because, like, I want to stay for this hockey game. Like, I want to go to this hockey game. Like, I didn't pay for the tickets. My friend got them. But, like, boy, I want to stay for this hockey game. And they were playing the Avalanche. So it was, like, a big deal. Yeah. And they were, like, I mean, head wounds heal pretty fast. So, like, after a certain point, like, even if you went to the hospital to get st- stitches or staples, they wouldn't be able to do anything for you because your head would already be too too far healed. So I was like, okay, how long is that? They were like, well, about like six hours. I'm like, huh, well, this game is three hours. I can like, well, stay. Then I have time. Children. So I said to my friend and her, because her mom was like freaking out. So I, I like I called my parents. My mom was freaking out. And when I called my dad, he said, oh, awesome. <laughs> because i needed because there's a there's a no bag policy at hurricanes games it's clear bags or no bag at all oh even though they say you can bring a clutch they never let people in with clutches so i had like i didn't think oh i'm gonna need my insurance card so i just brought my id and like a credit card and a little bit of cash so i didn't have my wallet with me so i Mm. and we weren't gonna go back to my friend's house which was the opposite way from the hospital so i texted my so i like called my dad and told him the whole thing and i'm like okay so like i don't have my wallet i need a picture of your insurance card anyway um i so we just decided that if i wasn't bleeding and i wasn't in pain after the first period and i got my jersey and everything that we would just stay the whole time and we stayed the whole time <laughs> and, then I went, and then we went to the er and i got three staples in my head with an industrial stapler the doctors were all very nice I also got updated on my tetanus shot, so I'm good for another three years. <laughs> Get your so tetanus shot, yes. guys. Serious this business. This episode absolutely brought to you by Stitches. The moral of this story is get your tetanus shot. Honestly, yeah. You should be updated on your tetanus shot if you're not. Um, but anyway, <laughs> hockey. Um, it's just breaking news. About- blood uh, and injuries yeah as we sit here breaking news zendaya is at the rangers game and i am upset that i am not also at the rangers game with zendaya because icon legend i was however at the game where sophie turner chugged her wine historical moment i witnessed that firsthand it was incredible my dad started a sophie turner chant he doesn't even know who she is <laughs> It was awesome. Anyway, that was fun. And now we're going to talk about the Sabres and Leafs Heritage Classic jerseys. The game that everyone forgot was happening. The outdoor game in Hamilton, Ontario between the Sabres and the Leafs. That's a thing that's happening in like a month. 
and they released their jerseys today. I couldn't have told you that was happening. Fully couldn't have told you. Um, I only this... remembered because I got like I get like the media emails and it was like oh like yeah, me the, too. whatever the heritage classic I'm like oh yeah that's that's happening. <laughs> um, two reasons I remembered it's happening. I also get the media emails and uh, Jeff Skinner plays for the Buffalo Sabers still. So those are the two okay, reasons sure. I remember. You, you have a you have a slight rooting interest there. Yeah, very slight. I am not. I want to reiterate <laughs> to people who slight. think I'm a Sabers fan. I gave no. up on that after one season. <laughs> I am a no, Jeff Skinner Jeff fan Skinner. only. I don't even really watch Sabres games anymore. If Jeff scores, I watch the highlights. Like, that's how bad it is. I just can't do it anymore. No, you're like, you're valid like for nah, that. like, too much. I tried. I really did, guys. I tried. And then I just... Got sad. Last season took <laughs> took all the wind out of my sails. It just got room. sad. Um. <laughs> however, Jeff Skinner scored almost his entire goal total for last season in one game the other day. We love him. That. He had four goals against Montreal. He had seven all of last year. We love that for him. The picture of him with all the pucks and they were like, he already put one in his bag. I don't want to talk about that photo. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I do, but but then we'd be here for more than an hour so true. or an hour and a half. Um, also, if you guys don't follow the Sabres on social media, it is kind of like, I guess sad because it's the Sabres, but it's also fun because they do like have they have a pretty good social team, but they've been doing this thing where it started with Jeff Skinner and Alex Tuck playing Connect Four. And Jeff Skinner won, so he faced off against Casey Middlestat in Hungry Hungry Hippos, <gasps> which neither of them had ever played before, which I find funny. And Jeff won again, so now he's facing off against Anders Bjork in who knows what children's <laughs> board game it's a whole tournament it is apparently and he has a little he gets a little crowd every time he wins <laughs> it's very funny highly recommend anyway Incredible. so the jerseys yeah um the sabers released their jersey this morning and then the leafs did theirs at the intermission of their game tonight so like literally like right before we started recording the jerseys came out mm. so we will do our best to describe them I was going to say, it's, uh, I, th- I think we got it. We'll we'll do our best to describe them. And then please look them up if you, if you, if you haven't seen them, our lovely listeners, because yeah. th- we have thoughts. Um, yeah, let's start with sure. the Sabres one. So the Sabres uh, are the OA team. So they're wearing white. Um, they said it was like a tribute to jerseys of theirs of the past, but I don't. They they did what every other team does when they're like, it's our heritage jersey. It's not white. It's cream. Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> like and now I'm like looking at their old jerseys to be because like, the cool? Rangers did it. Like the Flyers have done it. Like a whole bunch of teams have done it for their Winter Classic jerseys too. And they're like, we're throwing it back. We're going old school. It's cream. It's not white. <laughs> <laughs> it's cream. Genius. It's like it's like when you're when you're like a ki- when you're little and you're you have a project and you have to make your paper look like old paper so you dip it in tea. Did you guys do that? Yes, I have done that. I remember doing that vividly. Like you I, make I, a cup of tea and you dip the little bag and you just rub it all over the paper and you're like it's like Paul Revere. Yeah, and then you like and then like with with parent supervision you like burn the edges a little bit or like rip the edges and like color it with like black crayon or whatever. Yeah, it's Paul Revere's letter. No, literally, like, that, like, I feel like all of these heritage jerseys are, like, an elementary school Colonial Times project. No, it's true. It's, like, 
It's not white. It's off white. And that makes it old. <laughs> Buy it now. Like, it, to me, the Sabres jersey looks like the Sabres away jersey that they have now, but off white. Basically. Yeah. I was going to say it's pretty much just like their normal jerseys, just like you said, Sam, like the little tea bag moment. Just a <laughs> yeah. slightly different color. No, literally it is. And like, the sad thing is the state, like, and they put the Buffa Slug logo on the, on the like shoulder pad. Yeah. I would like to see a Buffa Slug jersey. It's like when you have like a paper due at the end of the semester and you wait till the last minute to do it. No, literally. And you're like, oh, um, here, this is slightly different than something I've turned in before. I wonder if it's because, and this might be be me like galaxy braining it, because I said this to my coworker today, (laughs) that they're doing reverse retro again. Yeah. I don't uh, don't know if we've talked about this, but they're doing reverse retro again and it has to be something new. Which, like, I don't even want to get started on that. But allegedly, the Sabres' next reverse retro jersey is going to be uh, a throwback version of the red and black Buffalo head uh, jersey. So I'm wondering if they're like, well, we're already doing that. We already went back to royal blue. We just did our 50th anniversary jerseys. Like, what else are we going to do? Okay, we'll just do our, our, like, we'll just do this, whatever this is. (laughs) Like, I wonder if they were just sitting there, like, the, the jersey designers, and they're like, we're, we're, we're all out. We're all out of ideas. What do we do? <laughs> we don't know what to do. I feel like the Leafs are in a similar boat because they've done a lot of throwback jerseys recently. Well, I mean, the the only, like, difference with this one is that, well, like we said before the call, it's essentially just a Toronto Arenas jersey, but Arenas is, like, in a whisper, like yeah, it's not it's not white like the rest of the logo. It's just Toronto arenas. Yeah. So for those who aren't, so for those who are aren't gonna look it up because we get it, laziness happens, and so who haven't seen it already, it's like the typical Leafs blue color, maybe slightly darker than the true blue Leafs jersey, and then it's got the big T for the Toronto arenas, and then arenas is written across the T like it normally is, but instead of also being in white, it's like a navy blue. It's very weird. I don't know how to feel about it. And then they tried like those like bubbly, like roundish edged letters, not letters and numbers to throw it back, I guess. I don't particularly like either of the jerseys, to be fair. I think they've both I think they've both yeah. had better throwback and outdoor game jerseys. No, I agree, especially because like I don't know. I'm very partial to the St. Pat's jerseys. And I honestly I honestly don't even know why. I think it's because we don't see a ton of green jerseys. Like, just sitting here, all I can really think of is, like, the stars, which range between normal green and freaking highlighter green. Ugh. And the wild, which, it's barely even green because they're so dark. So, mm-hmm. I think that seeing jerseys with, like, a, a nice little Kelly green, like, I don't know. It's refreshing. I enjoy it. I, I've been, like, sitting on the idea of getting a St. Pat's jersey for years just because I think they look cool. Um, and so that's why I think anytime the Leafs do, like, a different kind of jersey, whether it's, like, a reverse retro or a heritage or whatever, I'm just sort of, like, it's not the St. Pat's jersey. And I honestly don't care about the Sabres enough to care about this, but it just looks like their normal jersey. So, I don't know. I I think we're all generally underwhelmed by them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, know- I think... Oh, go ahead. I, I, I saw 
I mean, I've seen a couple memes of, like, both jerseys, but I think the funny one, because everyone sees that, like, the, the High School Musical scene where he puts a necklace on her, and she's like, T is in Troy, and everybody oh, yeah. makes yeah. memes of it. So I saw this one meme, and it's, a, it's the T is in Troy, <laughs> and he's like, no, Gabriella, T is in these jerseys, don't pass the vibe check. <laughs> so true. It's so true. true so true i'm i think i'm just like and i love jerseys and i love looking at different jersey designs especially in hockey because i think hockey jerseys are so unique in that like to me they just have the most personality to them and there's so much you can do with them like football uniforms and and like basketball jerseys and and baseball jerseys all stay pretty much in the same like realm Mm -hmm. yeah whereas like hockey jerseys do have tend to have like different elements to them the logos can be the biggest so like you get the funky like the hurricanes stick with the hurricane warning and the different ducks ducks logos and and this and that but i'm exhausted right now like i'm on i'm on jersey like i'm like on jersey burnout right now so true i mean there's so many they don't stop they just keep coming they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming. It's, it's uh, true. <laughs> but it's true. I think it like since I think the like Adidas isn't dumb. They know people spend their money on these jerseys. So they're like, well, if they're gonna keep spending their money, we might as well just keep making more. Yeah. But I'm also tired. Cause like I'm thinking about all these teams that are gonna have to do these new reverse retros again, and I'm like, what what do they have left to throw I was, back to? I was thinking <laughs> about that. I was thinking about that with the Rangers because I remember the first go around, everyone was like, Liberty jerseys. And then we got the Liberty jerseys. And honestly, Sam and I have very different feelings about the Liberty jerseys. And I, I think love it's the Liberty jersey. I think it's mostly in part to our ages because like I never really saw them play with them. Like mm-hmm. I, I, did. I know them, I understand them, I recognize them. But like the jerseys that I associated with like watching the Rangers growing up are like the heritage ones that say New York yeah. across the front. Like those are the ones like I remember or even like those cream winter classic ones. Like I associate those with like watching the Rangers when I was little. So like when they did the Liberty jerseys, I was like, it doesn't really affect me. Um, And so now that there's like another round of them, it's like, are you just bringing back these heritage ones? Because the thing is they, they wore them not too long ago. So what are you throwing back to? Like 2017? Like I I yeah, I don't know what they're going to throw back to. It's stupid. Sorry. They did like briefly one other design in the 90s that they might do that kind of looks like, you know, how the Wolfpack jerseys look, Jen? Yes, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that that they could maybe do, but other than that, the Rangers have had the same uniform pretty much since it, their inception. And I think the Flyers are in a similar boat, if I'm not mistaken, right, Ariel? So yeah. it's like, but there are a lot of teams like that. Like the Canes have done both gray and green Oilers, uh, Whalers jerseys, sorry. And um, what all that's left now is to do the navy blue ones, which I would love because I love the blue Whalers jerseys and they practice in them. And every time I see them practicing in them, I'm like, hello, I want one. <laughs> but like, <laughs> give me one. But they already have. Like, there's just nothing to throw back to certain or- organizations. Yeah. Like, yeah, Vegas did the red jersey with the different logo. What are they going to do now? Like, I don't know. Like, what can Vegas throw it back to? I mean, exactly. The- they just became a team. Yeah. If I'm Seattle, I do the Metropolitans, <laughs> like the Christmas ones, like the red and yeah. green, like striped ones. But 
like i don't know i'm just tired of it now i'm like can we just like just tired maybe keep the reverse retros for more than one season because like i loved watching seeing the rangers wear the liberty jersey because and jen mentioned this with like our age difference and it's funny because we don't even have like that big of an age difference i feel like but (laughs) like yeah even that slight age difference where like I, you know, saw them play in like the tail end of the 90s and the early 2000s. They still wore these um, Liberty jerseys. Like I associate that with my childhood. Like I associate that with watching like the end of the like like, leech messy, like the like guys left from the 94 team, like whoever stayed like towards the end, like the end of their era. Like I associate the Liberty jersey. So I was dying for the Liberty jersey and I have one. I have a Panarin one. Um, But yeah, I'm just like tired is. They sold so well, the Liberty jerseys. I see them just, like, even seeing pictures from games, seeing, like, the NHL store, the MSG store in the city. Like, I know so many people that have them. And it just goes to show, like, we all know coming up with all these jerseys is an obvious cash grab. You know what would be a better cash grab? If you let them keep the jerseys that everyone wanted and everyone bought. Like, if you want money, just keep selling the jerseys that everyone bought. Like, I don't understand yeah i don't really get it either i i i'm just tired of it but nhl gonna our, nhl yep that's our tired. uniform rant um let's talk about something i think that's probably way more important which is the fact that the olymp the 2022 winter olympic hockey tournaments both men's and women's oh no well they're over the men's tournament's over for usa and canada so basically it's over but it's it's <laughs> wrapping up it's wrapping up uh tomorrow is a gold medal game um i believe and the women's gold medal game was last night. Um, so to recap, because you, you're going to stay up super late to watch any of the games or get up super early. Um, yeah, a, a bitch works. Like, yeah, so true. I mean, it was my job to watch a lot of these games. So I watched a lot of them. Um, Fair. I won't miss the 8 a.m. shift, though. I'm not going to lie. Um <laughs> But so to recap, the men's you let's start with the men's team, I guess, because then we could save the best for last. <laughs> I guess. Um. So I wasn't. I honestly, guys, I was like, I don't even want to watch the men's tournament because who cares? Yeah. Um. But Bro, the US, I honestly did not see. A but the USA team came out and pleasantly surprised everybody. Um. They went undefeated in the pre- prelim round. And then they, uh, in true David Quinn experience fashion, um, lost in an elimination shootout to Slovakia in the quarterfinals. So Hell they're done. Yeah. Solid. I, I think. So I would think <laughs> you guys did not watch that game, the Slovakia no. game. No. Um, oh, I think my, Lord. my favorite part of the men's um, Olympic, like the USA teams, just as, as a whole, their, their tournament was, um, I guess, before losing in that game was uh apparently they were the miracle team on ice <laughs> every team every usa team that does well they're like oh well this is the next miracle on ice all oh, this ragtag team of guys how about it's just surprising good, everyone how about it's just a good hockey team you would think no like i don't no, know i also just be the next miracle on ice I also just didn't have a ton of interest in the Olympics this year. Like, my friends and I watched some of the more, like, obscure ones. Like, all my guy friends love curling. And I don't really know why. Like, I like it. I'll watch it. But they get into it, like, the way they got into the Super Bowl. Like, they'll be screaming at the TV for curling, which, okay. And (laughs) 
All my guy friends also got very into ice dancing this year. Love ice dancing. I could talk about ice dancing forever. I really liked it. Like their little costumes. Like I think Germany did like Harley Quinn and the Joker this year. Like that was funky. Some people like funky little jackets. I like their little outfits. I love ice dancing so much. It's fun. I can't even begin. Like I literally watch Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyers long like their free dance to Moulin Rouge medley from 2018 I watched that at least once a week it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen on ice period I remember when they were like all over tumblr as they should that was and now and now Tessa is dating Morgan Riley it all comes back to the leaves honestly good for good for Morgan um I know the one. I don't. I don't even remember where or why, I we were watching it. But I watched the mono bob, the the women's um, the women's mono bob the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, number one would die. Um, oh, same. Because I watched, and like this was a, not the mono bob, but like one where it was like two. Um, I think it was the men's like. I don't know proper names for this. I literally looked up Monobob like five seconds ago to make sure I was going to say it correctly. Um, but someone's like sled flipped over and they were just going down sideways. I'd be like, yep, me. Me all the way. I don't know if I would have gotten... I don't know if I could run and even jump into it. In at, least in, at least in bobsled, you're in a sled. In luge and skeleton, it's just you. Yeah, no, just I... Slide in- no. Just you and Bob. <laughs> that would be, honestly, though, like, that would be me, but just me missing the bobsled. Um, no, literally. Yeah. It's just going down, going down no, without like, it. At least in, well, in luge, you're on it to start, and then you kind of, like, like, I don't know how to describe this motion that I'm doing right now, but I, you basically like, just, like, you you just, like, push yourself to gain yes. speed, and then, and then you lay down yeah. and go. Like, you're on a scooter like, in gym. Is, yes, like, right, skeleton is... Skeleton's horrifying because it's luge but head first. Nope. No thanks. Would not recommend. Zero. Would not recommend. I would literally die. The I don't know, the cool thing about it was I guess one of the the woman for USA who won like gold was a Canadian born like was like did Yeah, like she was born in Canada, I guess went for Canada first and like didn't like how things were run or something and she's like all right bye bitches i'm gonna go be, be a usa like bob slitter now and take gold there, <laughs> there are some athletes like um eileen goo for china she's from america but her mom is from china and she has tons of family in china and actually her reasoning for for us i think she's i uh, she's a snow skier snowboarder mm. i don't remember oh my god fuck. i wish i remember sports. i think she's a skier um she um w- her reasoning for for like going for china is actually really sweet it's because she wants like to promote participation in these sports in china yeah mm-hmm. which i think no, is super sweet nice, yeah. like she's like i'm like the confidence to say like i'm this good at this sport that i could like be the face of the sport in china so i'll do it yeah. in china mm-hmm. is so cool and i i, I, I she's 18 years old and she's more badass than i'll ever be in my entire life Insane. um yeah. i do feel hard like i know that the russian skater camilla valieva 
I know that she used performance enhancing drugs and I do not condone that at all whatsoever. However, I, my heart bleeds for her because Mm -hmm. her continued participation, I don't know if you guys saw, but she did her long program and fell twice and just completely, I think had a nervous breakdown Yeah, in Mm -hmm. real time in front of the world. Because she know she's going out there knowing everybody hates her, knowing that everybody doesn't want her there. Mm-hmm. And she's 15 years old, 15 years old. I could not imagine. Like I seeing her break down in the kiss and cry. And like knowing that her coaches don't really give a shit because, OK, she's done. Basically, she's, she'll probably never skate again. But there's, like, ten other girls that'll replace her. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I don't know, like, I mean, I keep up with figure skating, but the Russian national for, the Russian national competition for singles figure skaters for women is more intense than the Olympics. Like, getting to the Olympics is the hard part. The Olympics is the easy part. Yeah. Because they're just so far and above the rest of the world, especially since they can do quads and most of the other girls can't. Yet, I should say. But I just feel so horrible for her because, like, it's 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 to a d- different level. Mm-hmm. A Chinese mm-hmm. girl sh- in the team event, she fucked up her skate. And when she got back to, you know, like, the village or whatever, Chinese version of Twitter was ablaze with hate for her because she didn't do as well as she was supposed to. Like, there's so much pressure on these teenage girls. And, I mean, in the case of Russia, like, their coaches, like, literally see them as expendable at 15 years old. And and then they cheat and let the kids take the fall for it. Yeah. Sad. That, the, the, whole, the whole system is just absolutely insane. And, like, not to lighten the mood, but it reminds me a lot of Dance Moms. And I don't No, it does. Um, just because, like, in Dance Moms, they literally would have – Abby Lee, head dance teacher of Abby Lee uh, Dance Academy. Um, she would literally, for anyone who hasn't seen the show, she would make a pyramid of the children every week. And you would either be on the bottom or the middle or the top. And she would tell you why you were in your position. Like, she would be like, on the bottom of the pyramid is Nia because you did awful in your solo. And, like, at the top of the pyramid is Maddie because you did amazing and you won. And, like... Anytime a kid would get upset about their placement or anything, it would be like, you're replaceable. I have like a million girls lined up to take your spot. You can leave. I'll bring somebody in and replace you. And like, they're children. And that's like exactly how this Olympic stuff feels. And it's just mm, scary. I'm 18 and these girls are younger than me and I cannot imagine doing what they're doing. Like, oh my God. I don't, I don't, I don't want to interrupt this really good conversation, but it turns out that Tom Holland is also at this Rangers game tonight. And Dude! <laughs> I'm Honestly, having, you can interrupt with that information. I'm having a mental breakdown. Like, uh, I, in real time. The one time, in, neither of us are in New York. <laughs> in real time, like, I'm actually melting down at this moment. It's Zendaya, Hunter, Schaefer, and Tom Holland are all there together. Tom Dea at the Rangers game? I'm literally going to, like, throw up, I think. I've been at the same game as, like, Paul McCartney, and I still haven't felt the type of way that I feel right now. <laughs> You're like, mm. it's It's Tom Holland. And I say this, like, I haven't been in Tom Holland's presence and met him and, like, hugged him and everything, but, like, 
Still he's at my down. favorite hockey teams. He's inside MSG, my second home right now. <laughs> anyway, that's Breaking my news. little breakdown. Let's go back to uh, men's Olympic ice hockey, shall mm. we? And talk about <laughs> and talk about the epic fuck up that was their game against their quarterfinal game against Slovakia for two huge reasons. I would say the first is, hi David Quinn. This is a message from me. Sam, hi, how you doing? <laughs> Why on God's green earth would you not send Matthew Beneers out in the shootout in an elimination game? I would kindly like a response. Thank you. Please, please write back. <laughs> please write back explaining that decision. This is Thank urgent. You. Please respond. And then, on top of that, why two of the people you sent out back to back why are they trying the exact same move <laughs> why why please explain on a goalie that you know was on top of his game that night and they barely tried anything they just came out they like swung out left skated at him and shot it at him <laughs> me in what was the plan here me in every NHL video game just smashing buttons waiting to hopefully the puck goes in <laughs> just to like maybe this will work I mean I just this kind of extends into my point about the women's game why are the Olympics like a thing where you like give special privileges to people just cause you like them like <laughs> Because the last shooter for USA was Team USA's captain, who, like, all throughout the tournament, people were, like, complimenting, like, how good of a guy he is and how, like, amazing his journey's been to get to this point, to be in the Olympics. And he was a great college player, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'd rather have? <laughs> An Olympic medal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what like, I'd rather have. Like... No, like if I'm this guy, I'd be like, you know what? I don't need to go in the shootout. I'd rather Matthew Beneers go in the shootout and win the game for us. So we can I'd rather the guy who's probably going to score more than I am. He had three amazing chances in overtime. And then they don't send him out in the shootout. I'm like, he's probably the only guy that's going to beat this goalie right now. (laughs) And you don't send him out. David, please, please answer me. And that goes to my point of the women's gold medal game. The game that everyone actually cared about. True. They started their third string goalie against Canada, who had been undefeated in the tournament and scored like 40 goals. I think even more than that. They had, like, 30 goals in two games. It was a lot. And you start your third-string goalie and not Maddie Rooney just because she rode the bench the whole time in Pyeongchang and she was butthurt about it. (laughs) How do you you not? (laughs) Didn't this goalie, like, have a torn, like, MCL or something? She had a torn ACL in January. She wasn't even sure if she was going to be able to play in Beijing. She had barely any practice time. And she's starting like, the gold medal go. game against gold Canada. <laughs> like, are you ready here? Play our most important game of the Olympics. 
She didn't even play the entirety of the rest of the Olympics. Like Hensley okay, and Mary, the, the goalies the rest of the Olympics. How the most important game there is. Like, oh my god, just go try, try your best, sweetie. We literally <laughs> like, found like when, like my, like when my coworkers and I found out that Cavallini, like this is no way to be mean to her. Like this is this like if I found out that I was starting the gold medal game, I wouldn't be like no. Yeah, like oh, not for me. I wouldn't turn the I wouldn't no, turn them you. down. This isn't her fault. It's the people who put her in's fault. But like when we found out that she was playing in this game, we were like, cool, happy silver medal, USA. <laughs> like, let's just let's just uh, put ourselves there now. Literally. On top of the fact that their power play was garbage the whole tournament. Garbaggio, as Sam says. Garbaggio, the whole tournament. Like, I, I would have to go look up, like, their power play stats, but it was just horrible the whole tournament. And Canada was one of the most penalized teams in the tournament, and they couldn't pet, they couldn't take advantage. It's, uh, <laughs> it was why. painful to watch. I turned it off after the second period last night. So true. Because I love Canada, and, I like, I love some of the women on that team. Like, Marie-Philippe Poulin, without a doubt, is the best women's hockey player ever, period. She uh, is the only person, not the only woman, the only person, man or woman, to score in four Winter Olympic gold medal games. Okay? Yeah. The woman is not of this planet. And Sarah Nurse broke Haley Wickenheiser's record for the most points in a tournament. And she's the first black person to win an Olympic gold medal in hockey. Honestly, though, we love that. We have no choice but to stand. I'm very happy for them. I just didn't want to watch it, and I was very tired. (laughs) Because I really... I'm I'm not a hugely patriotic person. Like, there are certain things that, like, I'll be like, Marika, but when international hockey starts... It's time. Oh, mama, don't you cry. USA hockey's do or die. So when USA is going to lose in a gold medal game and it's 2 a.m. and I got to get up for a 10 a.m. shift for work, guess what? I'm going to sleep. Hey, like, all right, bye, guys. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. But that was the tournament. I mean, the only other thing I want to say about international hockey, I guess, if you guys have any other takes about the Olympics, I know you guys weren't as as on top of it as Mm -hmm. I was, but... The World Juniors are going to start from scratch in August. Yeah, I saw that. In Alberta. And USA Hockey is hosting the women's under-18 tournament. They're playing it in June. Did you guys see their tweet about it? I did not. No. I have to read this tweet to you guys. I would love a dramatic reading. I'm in. I'm in. It really sounds like. You guys just got to hear this. I I actually, like, started, like, I was, like, actually laughing. Bringing hashtag U18 Women's Worlds back to the United States. We are so proud to step up and host this great event for amazing athletes that deserve to shine on the international stage. Okay. In their statement, they said, we're pleased to step forward and host the double IHF U18 Women's World Championship this summer. 
Like everyone, we were disappointed the tournament was initially canceled. Shut up. While it's a significant (laughs) undertaking in a short period of time, we look forward to putting on a great championship and providing an opportunity for the eight competing teams a chance to win a world championship. Yeah, well. This has, we are the first ever (laughs) vibes. No, literally. It literally sounds like they're doing like, like, look at us. We have done, look what we're doing for the game. We are the best. Look at the charity work we're doing. Invented women. No, literally. Invented women. No, literally. It's like, look at us inventing women's hockey right now in front of your very eyes. That's literally, that statement has no I think it's like, it's just so frustrating because it literally feels, I know it wasn't last episode, but it literally feels like last episode that we were like, this situation is so awful and sad and we hate this. And they're like, remember when you said that? You actually didn't. Because we invented women. Sorry. like Because <laughs> we invented women. Like, I feel like I'm being gaslit right now. <laughs> no, literally. And, like, I like I get this vibe, like, every Olympic period, I guess, where anyone who pays the slightest attention to women's hockey has that vibe oh, of, yeah. like, look at what I'm doing for women's hockey by watching it. Oh, 100%. And like, you mean the bare minimum? <laughs> it's it's a hard thing to talk about because I hate giving attention to chair company, but I will give minimal attention. Um, when when everything was going down with the PHF formerly NWHL season last year, like with all the COVID protocols and like the season eventually getting canceled, I remember chair company representatives were saying things like we're we're here for women's hockey we're representing women's hockey like all you people want to gatekeep women's hockey and it was like the people that you're saying want to gatekeep and the people that you're harassing essentially are people who have been following and or covering and or working for this league since its inception like just because you started watching this year doesn't mean that you know everything and it, it also angers me because like you said sam in the olympic like period Everybody loves to, like, fly the flag for women's hockey. And then when it's like, oh, the Olympics are over, like, don't stop watching. Like, watch the PHF. It's, like, crickets. And it's just so incredibly frustrating. Also, on the topic of women's hockey, people very quickly, congrats to Marissa and Jemmy on her new little Queen! Queen. So, I'm sure some people who listen didn't follow the situation. But if you did... uh, good because you should be paying attention to marissa she's amazing but for those of you who didn't marissa and jemmy was wrongfully fired by the seattle times without explanation and they refused to give an explanation and they because of it was like two weeks shy of her being there a certain amount of time mm-hmm. so they're yeah. like the union can't file a grievance for her and i you could not tell me otherwise that the seattle times did not know that they knew that when they fired her that that she couldn't file a grievance. Whole situation um, is so messed up. And so, long story short, um, throughout this whole process, it's been really upsetting because she moved across the country to do this job, and she did so such a great job at it. Yeah. She wrote over two hundred articles for the Seattle Times about hockey. Um, and unfortunately, the newspaper industry is so savage and sometimes sexist to be point blank. Um, but thankfully the hockey news and apparently more news to like more places to come, um, have brought Marissa on as a contributor and bless the hockey news for doing that because the hockey world, particularly the women's hockey world needs Marissa's voice. 
I agree 100%. She's just, she, I've been following her on Twitter for as long as I can remember, and she's just, all the work she does is incredible. You can tell she's such a hard worker, and I remember around this time last year when everything was happening with the NWHL season, she was sort of the target for the, yeah. the, the chair and its legs, if you will, and I just, I felt so awful because she's the person that really, like, puts the whole women's hockey world and- on her back. And those people celebrated her firing as well. Which, which was I think, mental. I think it, that's I think that's fucking disgusting to be quite blunt. You should like no matter I there are certain things, like no matter how much you hate a person, there are certain things that you should never be thrilled happens to them. I agree. Losing losing a loved one, losing a job, or getting physically injured. Those are things that you should never wish on someone, no matter how much you dislike them. The fact that there was a whole video made by them, like, we have good news for you today. Like, this girl lost her job, like, just so much, which is why when I saw yeah. she got the new position, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, honestly, like, I, I was enraged and I normally don't like, I try to, you know, keep my Twitter as professional as I could, but I went fucking off when I saw <laughs> he and she who shall not be named. So true. Posting about Marissa's firing. I was like, fuck you both. Um, particularly she who shall not be named because she accused marissa of being like uninclusive when it comes to welcoming new women's hockey fans which i think is the complete opposite of the truth to be 100 percent honest 100%, marissa yeah. marissa has on numerous occasions opened up her knowledge of women's hockey to other people and actively wants more people to watch the women's game exactly the reason that we are we as a women's hockey fan community are opposed to her and him and the rest of their company being involved in women's hockey is because they do things like dox Marissa, dox our other friends, and sick their army of hatred and bigotry onto them. That has no that has no place in sport, period, but especially in women in the women's hockey community, which is comprised mostly of women, people of color, and queer people. And that's my yeah. yeah i mean that's the thing is like whenever the discussions of like growing the game and women's hockey like post olympics come up um i'm always the first one to be like follow marissa and jemmy follow dan rice follow nate oliver like i'm always yes 100 percent, mike murphy i'm always the first person to be like these are the people who have been here from the start these are the people who have moved up in the system so to speak like these are the people who know their shit and like when these people who are on the outside, so to speak, are like, no, <laughs> like, no, you're wrong. No, <laughs> like, it's just over. So I can do more for women's hockey than any of those people, even though I don't even know what the double IHF is. It's, it's, it's so, it makes me so upset. But the, the reason that I want to bring up Marissa was to congr- congratulate her yes. about her new position. We like, love you, Marissa. We love her dearly. And like you said, Sam, she seemed to be hinting that there was going to be more stuff for her in the works in the future. And I cannot wait to see what that is. I feel like, oh, we're sort of running out of time, but there was one more thing I wanted to mention. I don't know if anybody oh, yeah. had any, anything else. I mean, I was just going to say like what you're like, what you're saying about people, you know, speaking up during the Olympic period. Yeah. I think that goes for a lot of other athletes and other famous people with platforms. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. One that sticks out to me is Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. He's clearly a very knowledgeable hockey fan. Um, I don't give him a lot of credit for things because I don't particularly care for him, but I do yeah. believe 
I do believe that he could be actually do more of a service to hockey if he actually fucking tried. Um, because <laughs> he seems to know his shit and he seems to actually care about the Canadian women's hockey team. You know what? Those players play hockey more than just every four years, Justin. And you know what you could do? Tweet about it. Or even better yet, go watch it in person. Go to a rivalry series game. God forbid, go to a Toronto Six game. I was going to say, imagine how the world would explode if Justin Bieber went to a Toronto Six game. Just do it. He loves hockey. He seems to care about women's hockey as a sport. So fucking do it. Use your platform and say, hey, I have billions of followers. Hey, look at this really fucking cool sport and this league. And like, it's not even like, it's not even like it would cost him anything. Like he, no. he would just he would just go and think about how many eyes that would like. I remember back in the day, like when we were working with Pucker Up and like he used some of the Pucker Up stickers on his Instagram story. Like we like lost our minds. Like, come on, come on, JBubes. Do your job. Do your due diligence. Even if you wore a Toronto Six jersey and Imagine. people found out what it was. Like he doesn't even have to show up at the game. Just wear the jersey. Just wear wear a Mika- yeah. Wear a Michaela Grant Mentis jersey. Wear one. I fucking dare you, Justin. I Bieber. saw somebody talking about how like these new PHF jerseys could definitely be seen as a fashion statement and like listed a couple of them. And I think especially like these Riveters red ones with like the big scripty words. Yeah. Um, I I think like, you know, imagine if not even like a huge celebrity, but like somebody on TikTok just like wore one. Like everyone would want one. Like Josh Richardson, where are you at? Finally get your money's worth. <laughs> get him a Madison Packer jersey right now. But yeah, that was my only other thing I wanted to say yeah. was just that like these people, when I see them speak out and I'm like, cool. But also like, this is the only time of year when everyone is also watching women's hockey. Why don't you bring it up when not everyone's watching women's hockey? Yeah, and we I feel like we say it every time, which is so frustrating. Yeah, I mean, if like if let's say JT Com- like Jesse Comfer, if she ever decided to play in the PHF, like if JT Comfer wore hit her jersey to a Colorado Avalanche game, like he did with her USA jersey, yeah. let's say she played for like the Whitecaps, and he wore his her Whitecaps jersey to a game, that would be fucking huge. Do so much because yeah, everyone lost their minds. Yeah, yeah. It's tiny little things. And then, and like, and people make such a big deal out of doing the bare minimum. Well, here's a little bit extra to the bare minimum that you could do. And then you'll feel like a fucking God. Literally. If you do that. I don't know. Um, yeah. The only other thing I want to mention, I guess we can wrap up with this is it's pretty exciting. Um, Tuesday, Quinnipiac is playing Yale. Quinnipiac <laughs> men's ice hockey is playing Yale. And no, I... No. I'm a part of I'm part of QBSN primarily, and I just started going to Chronicle newspaper meetings. So okay, student media, and almost the entire team covering the game on Tuesday is first year student media students, which Woo! is insane. like the commentary team is two of my friends who are both first years. Um, our writer that's going to be on the game is my good friend Mike. He's a first year. Um, I should have said Mike Singer and Ben Jurgen are going to be on the call. I've worked with them both, and they're great. And I'm trying to think, Sean Diverso, who's a first year in student media, he's going to be covering uh, Seth Bromowitz. So just a really talented group. And I'm going to be there um, at People's United. And I usually am doing multimedia for QBSN. That's usually my niche. But I'm going to be writing an opinion piece about the Yale game because it's going to be my first Yale game. 
scary. And what I what I really want to write about is the fact that it's going to be the first Yale game for so many first years, but also sophomores and juniors even because like COVID has really like stunted how much you can go to these in-person events. So I'm just really excited for the energy that's going to be I brought. Love the Yale game. Like I've heard from you and I've even just heard from upperclassmen like in student media and stuff that like people show up for this game hours early line. Oh yeah. Wall. Like I'm so mm-hmm. excited for it. I'm so excited I get to cover it and write for it. I'm so excited to be going with an incredible team that's almost entirely first year members of student media. And I just wanted to mention that because it, it's I'm something so I'm excited about. And I'm sure I'll get to report back on it um, when when we record next. But just very excited about that and very thankful for student media here, honestly. I mean, obviously, whoever listens to this gets to hear my takes and our takes every week. But Quinnipiac, really, one of the main reasons that I came here was for how great the student media is and how great the school comm is here. And they just they really throw you in right off the bat. Like I'm a yep. first year and I'm getting to cover a Quinnipiac versus Yale game. Like that's bonkers. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, I'll echo what Jen said. Cause I, I mean, I, the anniversary of my acceptance passed a little while ago and I think about it all the time that going to Quinnipiac was like the best decision I ever made in my life. And part of that reason was because Quinnipiac student media like changed my life. I knew mm-hmm. nothing about like video production when I got in when I got to Quinnipiac I just knew that I wanted to go into media I didn't want to go into written media anymore I wanted to go into broadcast media and I literally got thrown to the wolves like I did teleprompter on the first episode of Sports Pause when I got to to Quinnipiac like little 18 year old me freaking the fuck out doing teleprompter and then I volunteered to anchor um the following episode and uh my the eps who ended up becoming good friends of mine because i became an ap they said we really want you to anchor next week but we can't because your hair is green and we use a green screen because back <laughs> then we used a green screen and they were afraid you of how it would look so well funny. it wasn't that it would look like weird and like silver and stuff so they were like we don't want to do that so so over thanksgiving break i dyed my hair brown and then i got to anchor uh, <laughs> but they were ready second week of my freshman year to have me on anchoring the entire show because I because they loved that I volunteered right away. It's insane. It's like awesome. that. It's amazing. Like and and I people always were like, especially my family because my family has a like a history of going to Syracuse. They were like, why didn't you go to Syracuse? Why didn't you like? It's such a great media school. So many famous people in media went to Syracuse, and I'm like, you don't get to touch a video camera till you're a junior. Yeah. I went and videotaped a game and cut highlights like my second weekend there at Quinnipiac. That's that's an amazing thing about like student media here. Even if you're not in like the media clubs, which like most of my friends are, if you're a comms major and you're taking these classes, like, like you said, Sam, right off the bat, like they're letting you use the equipment. Like my boyfriend Mm -hmm. and some of his friends are taking um, like a multimedia journalism course right now. And I think like the the second class, they were handling cameras and they were shooting like out on the quad. And it's just, it's so cool. And I'm so glad that I'm here. And like just thinking about covering Quinnipiac versus Yale is going to be insane. I'm wearing my Quinnipiac hockey sweater right now. So I'm just feeling the vibe. All right. <laughs> there is one more topic we want to talk about. So we'll go a little bit over an hour. But um, I wanted to give Ariel a moment to talk about this because it's very emotional for her. And also because she's part of the Flyers, like, media, she got to, you know, 
see the quotes and whatever from Claude Giroux's press conference and she kind of knows a little bit more about the inner workings of the Flyers than we do so and it's probably like the biggest news going into the trade deadline which is about a month away so that's all my prefacing to say Claude Giroux may or may not leave the Philadelphia Flyers oh. and I pass it along to Ariel to say and to I say all she can about it will mm-hmm. cry um yeah, it's been a pretty big topic. I mean, even before this season started, um, you know, when they were signing Joel Therabee long-term, Sean Couturier long-term, it was, oh, Claude Drew's going into the last year of his deal. You know, what what's going to happen there? And it was really, there really wasn't any talk. They were going to let the season play and go from there, which like, awesome, sick. Just make me like have a nervous breakdown the entire season. Awesome. And obviously the talk has really gone up because the Flyers are hashtag trash. Um, <gasps> very bad. Don't recommend. Um, so they are tied two to two against the Capitals. So I guess there's something there. Mm-hmm. But um, with the deadline like a month away, the rumors are very much there um, about Claude Giroux and how a lot of teams are interested. He could go to Colorado because, you know, they just need another, you know, another star over there um and it's really been left up to him that that's what fletcher has consistently said is basically if he wants to go if he wants to leave we'll work with him and go from there um because he does have the no movement clause um which some people are trying to downplay as like doesn't mean anything but like it kind of does um, and basically that he gets to determine essentially where he's going to go. But, I mean, I don't think he's going to necessarily be like, all right, this is it, Flyers, I want to go here and only here, mm-hmm. like, make it happen. Um, he, he's been loyal to this organization for such a long time that I don't think he would put them in a box like that. But that no movement clause is still pretty important because it does kind of dictate things a little bit in terms of where he wants to go because obviously he wants – like anybody um, wants to go to a contender, I'm sure wants to win the cup, obviously like, I mean, hi, the whole goal of playing in the NHL is to win the cup. Um, And the flyers very much aren't going to do that anytime soon. Like sad, but like true. Um, They're not close at all. Um, At at least the way they're playing, they're not close. So it it would be understandable um, if he doesn't want to see this out, but like, for my own personal like mental health like please stay but (laughs) i i mean it's it's almost like the rumors are almost just like he's gonna leave like it's it's be hard to see him not get traded by then um a lot of people do hope he does play his 1000th game um, for the flyers before he does which is like a week before the deadline not even i think march 17th is when he would play his 1,000th game and the deadline's with the 21st of March. So it'd yeah, be 21st. like, where, are they going to wait that long, really? I mean, it would be really nice to see him play a 1,000 games all with the Flyers. It'd be, for someone who's made Philadelphia home, would be a really nice moment for him. And, and I hope he gets that, but, like, I also just hope he stays. Like, not sorry, not sorry. Like, I hope they <laughs> don't trade him. But, I, yeah, it's a lot of different, like emotions and i'm sure for him especially because this is a place he's obviously you know i think it someone said it's 
14, 15 years almost to the day coming up that he'll have made his NHL debut. Wow. Um, back wow. in ooh, 2008, 2007, 8, I it's think insane. that was the season he made his debut. Well, because he was like an emergency call up at one point, like from the queue. Like he literally made his debut before he was even like actually like in the NHL or the AHL or whatever. I forget the exact circumstances, but literally made his debut from juniors. Like, hi, welcome to the NHL. You're going to just jump all the leagues and come play for like two days. Or I think you play like two games or so. Um, And that'd be the fact that it's been that long, like that I've grown up with Claude Drew on the Flyers. Like, I don't know what not Claude Drew Flyers team. I have no idea what that looks like. Don't want to find out. Again, don't recommend. Very much not so. Um... But there are a lot of people that also think if he goes somewhere else, that he could just re-sign in the offseason, like go get his mm-hmm. cup and then re-sign, which like, cool. I mean, that'd be okay. But again, I don't want you to leave in the first place. But it, yeah. I don't know, it very much seems like it's going to happen. Um, but it is up to him, essentially. Um, not just because of his move, no movement clause, obviously. They're obviously just giving him all the power to be like, do you want to see this out? Or do you, like, want to go to a good team? Like, without saying it, like, no offense yeah. to Flyers. But it's basically, like, do you want to see out what you started and right. see us through whatever this rebuild might look like mm. where you may not get a cup in the end? Who knows? Or, you know, do you want to go chase that opportunity with a team that yeah. is a lot closer than we are right now? It reminds me a lot of, and I'm sure Sam, you're going to say something similar. It reminds me a lot of what happened with Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah. Like near identical situations. Um, I also, I saw like a really emo Tumblr-esque post about this with like a picture of Giroux and it was like a poem next to it. And it was like, please let me go down with this ship. Please don't make me leave so it doesn't sink or something. And I was like, wait, that's so sad. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I think we can absolutely sympathize, empathize with you because it, it was a very similar thing of, and I mean, he didn't even like play with the caps and he just had his little retirement yeah. night. So, I mean, I'm chilling about that situation now, but I remember when it was happening, just being so stressed and being like, they're doing a rebuild. He's never going to get a cop. He's so unhappy that I want him to yeah. retire a ranger. But like, honestly, it all worked itself out. So manifesting that for you. Um, yeah I think it's also that conflict of like well I would have loved to have seen Henrik Lundqvist lift the cup like even if it wasn't with the Rangers obviously like the ideal thing is him doing it with the Rangers but if he let's say he went to the Caps and they won the cup again for whatever reason and I saw him lift the cup I'd be so happy Mm. but yeah like and but then you're also sad I think it's like a it's and and I think for 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 Claude in this situation, when you talk about like wanting to go to a contender and everything, especially for him having, you know, two kids and he has a life in South Jersey slash Philadelphia, like, is it worth the gamble then of mm. potentially up upending that whole thing to go to a contender and then not even win the cup? Let's say he goes to Colorado, which I've heard is a very like as, you know, one of the destinations that he might go to. Let's say he goes to Colorado and they do what they've done the last couple of years and completely blow it in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Well, he just completely he just completely upended everything and and you know, left the org that he's been a part of his whole career, basically grew up with just to not have the thing that he 
left yeah. to try to get. So I understand why it's taking so long. I think people like I think some people because some people don't treat athletes like human beings don't see it that way of like mm-hmm. that series of decisions that need to be made. But I do feel for him and I do um, like understand why that process would take a long time to sit there and weigh the options of like, well, how are the flyers going to be? What is the plan for the the rebuild? Do I want to risk it? Do I want to go to another team? Well, if I leave, I could sign back, but what if they don't want to sign me back? It's, it's a, it's a lot yeah. to think about. And as someone with anxiety who overthinks everything, like I do feel bad for him. <laughs> I feel too, bad for like, uh, too many decisions. Yeah. And I feel bad for flyers fans because on, the, on your guys's end of things, you sit there also thinking about all those things and then yeah. waiting for him to decide what he wants to do. It's like, it's a painful yeah. process. It's like I have to view it from, like, two different perspectives. Like, I have to view it from, like, the professional, like, media perspective. Like, oh, like, it would be understandable. Like, he deserves to go get his cup. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, but personally, though, that's an attack on me. You can't leave. Like, I have to, like, yeah. balance the two the two sides um, in it. But, yeah, it's a whole – it's just a whole situation because, yeah, like, he's – obviously made a life here he has two kids mm-hmm. and um two very and two very young kids still um i think gavin's only a couple years old i, I forget how old he is i think he's like three or four maybe um because when when they came back from the all-star break um i happened he, i happened to be at that practice um after the all-star break and i even asked him like does gavin even know like is he old enough to know what's going on yet and he's like he's like i don't think he really understands like what's going on but like obviously it's like a lot of fun like you could see yeah. like all the fun he has and he talked about how he numerous times numerous times talked about how fun it was to have gavin there and to be able to like experience that with him like the amount of times he said that like i probably could not count like that's how much it meant to him to have mm-hmm. his to have his son there um because obviously um their other son Palmer is a little bit too young still. Um, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if he's a year yet or not. I forget. No, when. I think they had him over the he summer. Was, yeah, I forget when. Yeah, I think he's not even. I think he's like six, seven months old. Um, so I obviously couldn't bring him along to to Vegas, but like you can see how much family means to him and being able to share the opportunity. So I could understand. And he was even asked, like, does that play a part in this, like the family? And, and he's gay. Yeah, it kind of does. You know, there are a lot of factors that go into it. Because I wasn't at that press conference that he just had recently. Um, because, like, I work, unfortunately. Like, can't quite do this on a full-time basis yet. Manifesting that every day of my life. <laughs> but, um, like, yeah, obviously, like, that plays a part. And obviously the family. Mm-hmm. And, and there are a lot of things that go into it. Um, but he said he hasn't even talked to Chuck yet. Like, they haven't even had oh. the conversation of like what you know what to do from here which tells which obviously tells you like how big of a decision this is for him is when he hasn't even approached like the general manager about anything yet that clearly he's still like with like a month to the deadline is still like thinking about how big of a decision like you said does he kind of risk it all and say i want to go chase that cup and the flyers like all right like we got you like will will help you here and yeah a Colorado situation or if he goes somewhere else and you know it doesn't happen like what now you know do you try to stay where you're at do you see if they want to hang on to you like is this going to be one of those situations where we're 
we're bringing him in for a couple months, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going all yeah. in. Or is it, all right, we, we wanted to go all in, but we want to seed this out with you. We want you to stay for a little bit longer. Or is he like, well, shit, like, now what? Like, like you said, do I see, I mean, I think the Flyers, I think 100%, if the Flyers can somehow trade him and then re-sign him in the offseason, done. Done deal. Absolutely. I yeah. think they would do it for sure. I don't think there's a question about that. But for him, is it like, well, I uprooted all of this to go do this. Do I just say, oh, sorry, didn't work. I'm going back home. Like, does that yeah. couple months make it worth it then? You know, if yeah. you end up just going back to Philadelphia, was it? Well, I just should have stayed. Like, if I, obviously, you don't know what's going to happen. But if it if it plays out that way, is it just like, well, I tried. Yeah. You know, I tried to do it. Um, Now I want to go back and see the rest of this through, you know. Uh, Flyers fans, absolutely. I, I don't think would have a problem with that. I don't think anybody would be like, oh, you left to go chase your cup and now you want back. Like, nobody. Like, literally, Flyers fans have already accepted. Like, he's going to get traded. Like, that's already been yeah. what's been going on. Is everyone's like, all right, like, stop talking about this. It's sad. We know what's going to happen. But, like, go <laughs> get your cup. Like we would welcome it back with open arms, like for sure. But you know, I can't imagine having to make that decision with as many different factors as there are, like not only the hockey side of it, but the family side of it. So I can only imagine this just feels like a situation that's gonna go down to like the last minute. Like mm-hmm. yeah. like a will he won't he kind of thing. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know, other than Colorado, where else would he where else do you um, think? Boston, maybe. I don't. As if Boston's gonna win the cup. I mean, <laughs> look, I don't even, I don't even know because I don't even know what other teams like Colorado's been like the big name that I've yeah, heard. Yeah, Colorado's been the one that I've heard the most. Um, and then, um, only because this is hilarious, based on who said it, um, that apparently, um. Adrian Dater said, oh, if it's not Colorado, it might be St. Louis or Minnesota. And then, like, Russo was like, this is literally not true. <laughs> like, I'm assuming, meant, I'm assuming he meant, like, Minnesota-wise. Um, Love seeing Dater get fucking <laughs> But he's just like, on. this is it's literally great. not true at all. Um, hey, Nate, I, I know you're a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> literally, that's I knew that's literally why I had to bring it up. And truthfully, as a St. Louis fan, like, I don't see that happening either. Because, like, I don't – not that St. Louis couldn't obviously use another, like, star, like, high. Like, come – just take all my favorite players, St. Louis. Like, why not? I've already become your fan. Like, just – Yeah, really. My favorite players. Like, it wouldn't be bad for you. Literally why I became a fan of the St. Louis Blues. And then it's like, well, the Flyers couldn't get Ryan O'Reilly, so the Blues were like, all right, we got you. Mm-hmm. Um, But I don't see that either just because, like, I don't know who St. Louis takes out of the lineup mm, right in that instance to, well i mean i guess i could figure it out but you know i don't think that happens either like colorado just seems to be like the place but it's more of you know what are they going to get in return because it doesn't seem like colorado wants to give up new hook which is apparently rumored what the flyers want is new hook mm-hmm. in that deal and they're trying to push uh colorado's like oh we'll give you tyson yost like and Tyson um, Yost, which my underrated friend, my friend player loves Tyson Yost, and if he was in a Flyers jersey, I think she would cry. <laughs> but um, like happy, like because she pays attention to them too. But yeah, it just seems like Colorado is like the top team in mm. all of that. 
Um, so go ahead, take another one of my favorites, Colorado. Like again, but yeah, I, this just I would, feels like. I think be. for me, the Colorado thing is like that Oprah gif. Like, oh no, is it Oprah? The one where it's like, I would like to see it. No, that's what's her face. It's somebody else, but it's the it's the gif that's like, I would like to see it. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> um, that's definitely me. I would like to see that happen. I also just want to see Colorado like. I mean, after the Canes performance last night, I'm not confident in how they will do in the playoffs because mainly because they probably have to go through the Panthers and the Panthers mm. made them look ridiculous in that third period yeah. last night. Um, uh, horrible officiating aside, they just played like garbage in the third period. So, like, I if if the Canes aren't going to make it and I can't have that cup or the Rangers because they don't do well against playoff teams, they only beat up on the horrible teams. <laughs> then give me the Colorado Avalanche all day long. I just think they're such an exciting team to watch, and I also want to see noted Quinnipiac Bobcat legend Devon Taves lift the Stanley Cup. Um, so true. I was just talking about him the other day. One, so one of my friends on my true. floor was from Denver, so we were watching the Avs game. We were like, okay, former Bobcat. Okay, Bobcat forever. Okay, the Islanders, representation. The Islanders trading him was the best thing that ever happened to me because I could actually root for him. It's true. I was so happy. Um, but we're at an hour and 16 minutes. Yes, let's stop rambling. <laughs> let's stop rambling. Um, hopefully, by the end of the night, I will see an, a high-definition photo of Tom Holland in a Rangers jersey. Because I need it. Manifesting. Yes. Um, and let's give a round of applause because my, my computer hasn't froze yet. And Let's go. And I'm going to end before I jinx it. So, so that's it for us this week. Um, if you enjoyed... Thank you for listening. And you can follow us on Twitter at Beauty's Pod. Yes, you can. And uh, yeah, we hope you we hope to see you guys next week. And enjoy yourselves. Have a lovely time. Whatever you're doing. Have a lovely weekend. Go see Uncharted in theaters on Friday. <laughs> and we love you guys. Meet you. Bye.